Speaking of respecting, one is always told to respect one's elders. But I'm sure you've all been there. You've been at a grocery store waiting in line to pay. And you get stuck beside someone taking their time, chatting with the cashier or the person bagging groceries if you still have that luxury at your grocery store. It can be frustrating, right? And yet we all know, we all know that social isolation and loneliness is one of the most serious issues facing a lot of people, not just older people in this country, but certainly older people um, here right around the world, everywhere we have aging populations, essentially, and, and beyond. In this country alone, census data shows that almost one in four people aged 65 or older live alone. And about half over the age of 80 report feeling lonely. That's according to a report from the National Seniors Council. So what can you do about it? What can you do to alleviate social isolation in this era, this era of digital stuff, this era of self-checkouts, this era of smaller families scattered, this era of people living on their own, people divorced and so forth, just people growing old by themselves. Often they have great networks of friends, but ultimately they're at home alone. Well, there are many different ways of doing it. Some elaborate and some painfully simple, like the next one. A grocery chain in the Netherlands called Jumbo jumped in and created something they call the Kletzkasse. My Dutch isn't very good, but Kletzkasse or chat checkout. It's tailored to customers not in a rush, but who want to linger for some time, perhaps even have a chat with the person serving them. This all started in 2019 as part of the Dutch government's One Against Loneliness campaign. It's proven so popular that by the end of this year, they will have chat checkouts in 200 locations across the Netherlands. So what to make of that idea? What other solutions are out there? We thought we would look into this because I found this to be such a fascinating initiative. And joining me now is Nora Spinks. She's CEO of Work-Life Harmony and former CEO of the Vanier Institute of the Family. Thank you for your time. My pleasure to be here. I know we've talked about this quite a bit. Social isolation is a huge problem for seniors in many countries. We've been talking about the Netherlands, but clearly Canada faces many of the same issues with a with a growing older population. And uh, many of those folks have smaller families. There's just um, isolation's an issue. There's a couple of things that contribute to that phenomenon. One is the aging population. Another is the fact that our families are significantly smaller. Our families are more mobile. And so even if you come from and have family members, they may not be close to you. And oftentimes our connections, our social connections and our social engagements are with another. So it's much easier to go to a party or to go to a club or to join a gym if you've got somebody to go with you. But there are a number of things that contribute to the reality. One of them is our health change. And so as we age, our mental health, our brain health, and our physical health do change. And so there's a couple of things that people can do to make sure that that doesn't become an impediment to social engagement. So making sure you can see and hear. So go to your doctor's appointments, use your hearing aids, wear your glasses, have a spare pair if you can, so that those health changes don't impact your ability to, to connect. We can also become isolated. 
because of loss of mobility or loss of transportation, so we can't drive anymore, or because public transit is too expensive or too awkward to get to. It might be that that it prevents us from accessing services where we can often meet other people or just to places that historically individuals had an opportunity to either establish connections or make friends or or deepen relationships. For example, you know, most people in Canada no longer are part of a faith community. And it used to be that you had this regular rhythm and you had the regulars and you got to meet people. And and from there, there's the rituals, the traditions, and, and that puts people together. So without that, isolation increases. And there's three others. One is is fewer resources. So you don't have the money to go to places. You might not have the language or you just might be experiencing ageism where you're not feeling welcome. So there's a number of causes of social isolation that result in loneliness. And the impact we know, and we've found out more and more about this for, at all ages, by the way, but certainly uh, for those who are older, the impact can be detrimental. I think the WHO has compared it to smoking in some ways in terms of the impact it can have. Very much so. And we know that as you increase your isolation, your mental health, brain health, and physical health do deteriorate. So you're not as physically active because you're not out and about. Your brain health, you're not stimulated, you're not engaged. And we know that you can stave off cognitive decline by being more socially active and physically active. So you combine those two and you're going to impact your brain health. But we also know that of all the research is pretty clear that about half the people that identify that they are lonely or experiencing loneliness have fair or poor mental health. That's half. That's a big number. So if That's you think about number. it, yeah. just to get a, a, a sense in this country, about one in 10 people in Canada say that they're often or always lonely. And that's not a surprise because about 4.4 million people live alone. That's a lot of people who have the high risk of social isolation and loneliness. And then we saw the impact, of course, of the, the height of the pandemic. So now we have health concerns for some of those who is, who feel isolated as well. And now we we're, I, I've been reading recently just about the impact of inflation. So as you were mentioning earlier, the financial restrictions sometimes uh, that seniors feel not able to go out and spend money to, to sort of be out there, so to speak. Uh, but the combination of both the pandemic, so health concerns and inflation, financial concerns, must just make it worse, I would think. Well, it's really hard to join a seniors club or, you know, go to the pool regularly and get exercise if you can't afford the fees to get there or the transportation plus the fees to get there. But I also think it's important to recognize that you can be experiencing loneliness when you're alone, like we've been talking about, you live alone, your social network tends to shrink dramatically as you age because your kids move away, your friends and, and partner may pass away. So your, your community shrinks. So you can be alone, but you can also be alone living with somebody. So if you're a caregiver and you're providing care for somebody, you can experience extreme loneliness, even though you're living with somebody. So it's alone, alone, but caregiving. And then there's alone in a crowd. And this is something we learned a lot about during COVID. 
is that you may live in a congregate community, in a senior's home, in a retirement residence, but you are alone because of circumstances like COVID where you can't get out. Or you can be alone in a crowd because you're in a dining hall and you don't know anybody and you're not sure how to engage. And we're seeing this in particular with men. And so there are new programs popping up across the country that are targeting explicitly reducing loneliness in men. So there's a program like the Men's Shed, which is across the country. And these are senior men that get together to hang out, to do community projects. Service club involvement is back up again. Kiwanis, Rotary, et cetera. Right. Um, Lions clubs. Because it's a, it's a place that doesn't cost you a lot of money. And you can have regular connections with other people that aren't just your age, but also younger as well. Nora Spinks is with us this half hour. She is CEO of Work-Life Harmony and former CEO of the Vanier Institute of the Family. We're talking about social isolation among seniors in this country and elsewhere, a big problem in many countries with an aging population, smaller families, a lot more stuff online, changing patterns of how we socialize, for instance. Um, Nora, I was really just, I of course, saw this article about these uh, Kletz Casa or chat checkouts that this grocery store in Holland had created. It was sort of part of a government initiative surrounding social isolation and loneliness. What do you make of that idea? It's interesting to see private companies step into a space and try to provide interaction for those who need it. Yeah, you know, and and private enterprise is looking at ways to create environments where people feel included. So in part, it's an anti-racism approach. In part, there's it's just pure vested interest as a, as a company. Seniors are part of the economy. Uh, you don't want to exclude them. If you create these opportunities for engagement, they will frequent those lines. For younger folks in their 20s and 30s, they might want to go through self-checkout, get in, get out. They, they'll just pull up to the door and have the groceries or whatever dropped in their trunk and, and carry on. Others, going out and going through those active daily living, the basic shopping, the banking, gives them an opportunity to have those connections. And so you'll now see frequently in bank branches a teller where there's a chair where people can sit down and actually have a more in-depth conversation. We're seeing programs not just in private enterprise, but also in community. So opening the doors in churches again or community centers where you can now go into a restaurant and ask for a solo table or you're dining solo, but you'd like to be put in a group table. So there's these kinds of approaches. There can be an economic benefit for some of these companies, but governments are also getting involved in solutions and strategies. So the UK has had a minister of loneliness now for several years. That's right. And they report on an annual basis on how, what strategies they put in place and how they've actually reduced the incidence of loneliness. And they've come up with a number of sort of suggestions for communities to be able to uh, increase social engagement. So other than the, the basic, you know, join a club, join a group, go to the gym, know your neighbors, 
they're also saying governments need to provide more accessible or free public transit, that governments need to fund or encourage the presence of connectors, people who will make those kinds of connections with people. And a concept that's growing across this country is the concept of social prescribing. I was part of a webinar recently um, out of Alberta, and we were including on the panel was somebody that was describing this emerging national association of people whose job it is to social prescribe and to make these connections and to be facilitators and, and to be those sort of bridge makers. Yeah, it's so yeah. necessary because it's hard to take the first step, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, socializing is a skill and it's a skill that can can blunt over the years, right? And um, when you look at something like these chat checkouts, I mean, I realize it. Do you think they'd be effective? I mean, is, is a conversation, is the ability to walk into a grocery store and not feel like you're being pressured to go really quickly, as is often the case in many, in many establishments where I feel like you look at seniors doing their daily shop or so on, and you feel like they're being rushed, right? Because everything around them is rushing. Um, do you think creating that, that individual space where things can slow down a little bit, they can have a chat, ask some questions, do you think that's effective? Or is it just good publicity? No, I, I think it's very effective. And, uh, you know, the research is really clear. These kinds of simple interventions can have a huge impact on people's feelings of loneliness, feelings of inclusion, opportunities for engagement, and then that ripple effect that we talked about, physical health, mental health, and um, brain health. You know, we talk a lot when we talk about having children in our communities that it takes a village. It also takes a village to age well. It takes a, a culture where aging is honored, where people, as they age, have dignity and feel that they're being respected. And these kinds of interventions, whether they're in the community or offered by government or supported in, uh, by families or in the private sector, helps to create that community for aging well. And I think, you know, every cause of loneliness or circumstance related to loneliness it has a different kind of solution that's going to be effective. But it also falls on each of us. And one of the things that we know is that as we age, those social networks are going to start to shrink. So we can start planning ahead. Soon to be seniors can start establishing these social networks and joining clubs and joining groups not when they're 80, but when they're 50 and start creating these networks of social connections outside of our workplace, because that's where most of us in middle adulthood have our connections is through workplaces, through employment, get pets. We know that if you're walking your dog to the park, you are going to have a conversation, plan for it. We know at some point, each and every one of us is going to experience some kind of loss whether it's a friend, a sibling, a parent, a, a spouse, we know that's going to happen. Don't wait for that to happen and go, oh, gee, I don't have any friends anymore. Plan for that. We can prepare for that. We can work our, our social, our recreational, our cultural connections long before we reach the point where our personal circles of support start to shrink. It's great that you mentioned that we spend so much time planning for retirement financially and so little time planning for retirement socially. Anora Spinks, a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. 
Always a pleasure. Have a great day.